Hello and welcome to our Maritime Impact podcast series. I'm your host, Eric Nyhus, Director Environment for Maritime at DNB. In our last episode, we recapped the decisions taken during MEPC 78 and explored the impact they may have on the maritime industry. At the same time, the EU has also continued its internal negotiations on the various directives and regulations that constitute the Fit for 55 package. We covered the shipping-related proposals at length in Series 2, but I wanted to revisit parts of the topic as some recent developments have caused confusion when it comes to what's going on with the inclusion of shipping into the European Trading Scheme, the so-called ETS. We hope you enjoy the episode, and now on to the show. First off, a little bit of a recap to set the scene. The Fit for 55 package was launched by the European Commission last summer, and is a linchpin in charting a course for the EU's 2050 net zero target. It sets an overarching 2030 55% reduction target for the EU with 1990 as a baseline and contains a number of updated or new directives and regulations. As far as shipping is concerned, there are two directives and two regulations that are of particular importance. These are the revised European Trading System Directive, rolling shipping into the existing ETS, the Fuel EU Maritime Regulation, which is a new policy measure intended to drive the shift to low-carbon fuels, the revised Alternative Fuels Infrastructure Regulation, which intends to increase the availability of shoreside electricity and LNG in ports, and finally, the revision of the Energy Taxation Directive, ending EU tax exemptions for conventional marine fuels while incentivizing the uptakes of alternative. In this episode, I'll be focusing on what's been going on with the ETS. First, I want to highlight that to grasp what's been going on the last couple of months, it's important to understand a little bit of the decision process in Brussels. The basis for all developments is the ETS proposal put forward by the European Commission last summer. However, to get to the final outcome, there needs to be negotiations involving the European Parliament and the Council of Ministers. This is known as the so-called trialogue. Before the trialogue can start, both the European Parliament and the Council independently need to hammer out their own internal positions on the Commission's proposal. In broad terms, these positions will take the form of amendment proposals to the original ETS proposal put forward by the European Commission. And finally, once the internal positions are established and the trialogue gets going, there will at some point be a compromise text that then will form the revised ETS directive as it is intended to enter into force. So as you can understand, the process to get to a final adopted ETS directive has many stages, many moving parts, and a lot of things happening in parallel. What's been in focus this late spring and early summer is mainly the process in one of the bodies, the European Parliament. The Environmental Committee in the Parliament has been working on compromise amendments to the proposal by the Commission and managed to reach agreement mid-May. Without going into all the details right now, I'll save those for later, these amendments represent a significant tightening of the ETS for shipping. And importantly, the full range of amendments covers a lot more than just shipping. There are other aspects also shaping the form of the negotiations. Now, when the EP plenary voted on the compromise put forward by the Committee, 
the whole thing fell apart and the boat failed. I want to stress that this had nothing to do with the shipping provisions. There were other non-shipping issues at play here. After what I suspect had to be some serious burning of the political midnight oil, a new vote was taken and the amendments passed. This is where I want to emphasize again that there are no changes in the amendments proposed for shipping. What came out of the Environmental Committee was passed by the European Parliament. Now, let's look at these proposals in a bit more detail. So what kind of changes are the Parliament now looking for? I think a reasonable summary is that they want to make it broader and deeper, in essence having an even greater impact on shipping. A few key points. Shipping should be included not from 2023, but from 2024, and with immediate full effect. No face-ins as proposed by the Commission. The size threshold for ships should be reduced from 5,000 to 400 gross tons from 2027. There should be full coverage of international voyages into or out of the EU, also from 2027. There should be an immediate inclusion of methane slip and nitrous oxides. There is a shift of ETS cost responsibility from the shipping company to the commercial operator, but nevertheless with legal responsibility remaining with the shipping company. And there is a proposal for an establishment of an ocean fund supporting research and development funded by auctioning revenues. So with these proposals in mind, what might the future of the ETS look like? This is where I yet again stress that this is a negotiating stance by the Parliament. We're still waiting for the Council to finalize its position, though from what we can see, they are closer to the original proposal by the Commission. Once the Council is ready, hopefully soon, the trialogue can start. It is expected to be lengthy and complex, and to struggle with a lot of non-shipping related ETS issues. It is indeed distinctly possible that we will be into 2023 before it is concluded. And this brings me to my last process point. If the negotiations slide into 2023, shipping inclusion in the ETS will almost certainly slide by one year into 2024. But have no doubt, whether it'll be 2023 or 2024, the ETS for shipping is coming. And when recent carbon prices in the EU are taken into account, we're looking at a cost impact easily corresponding to a few hundred dollars per ton of fuel, once it has full effect. Needless to say, this is not negligible. So hopefully I've managed to demystify what's been going on with the ETS the last few months, and also outline the expectations we have to the future. Despite being a pretty process-dense episode, there are a few key takeaways for you to remember. The European Parliament has finalized its negotiating position, and the shipping inclusion into the ETS remains alive and kicking. We are still waiting for the Council to finalize their position, but once that's done, negotiations are expected to start reasonably quickly, most likely shortly after summer holidays. The negotiations, however, are about a lot more than just shipping and may drag out in time. Therefore, it's distinctly possible that this will lead to shipping being included in the ETS from 2024 rather than from 2023. But while ETS details and timing remains in play, there is no doubt that it is coming. And bearing in mind the cost implications, 
anybody who is exposed would be well advised to start thinking about the implications for their business. Thank you for joining us for this episode. When it comes to the EU, there are many moving parts, but it seems as though the ETS remains on track. We maintain that this will be an important step in shipping's road to decarbonization. The Maritime Impact podcast will be back in autumn for a new series. In these future episodes, we'll take a look at the state of play and future outlook for the greenhouse gas regulations, the potential market-based measures, and other regulatory possibilities. We will also explore the requirements and expectations other stakeholders in the maritime industry increasingly are starting to set. You've been listening to the Maritime Impact Podcast from DNV with me, Eric Nayus. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to give us a rating or a review. Thank you for listening. <laughs>